Welcome to The Gardener's Voice. I'm your host, Kate Martin. Kate is a voice actor by day and a gardening daydreamer all of the time. Listen in as she hands over the mic and slides on the gardening gloves. When it comes to gardening, trial and error is costly. So let's stick with the pros that know. We talk to experienced gardeners and get the down and dirty tips, tricks, and good old-fashioned know-how to help budding gardeners like us flourish alongside our prize-winning petunias. Those are pretty easy to keep alive, by the way. Let's start the show. Hi, welcome to The Gardener's Voice. My name is Kate Martin, and we are going to have a mini-sode on mums because uh, I've personally been kind of mum-crazy. I feel like there's a pun here, mum's the word somewhere, maybe we'll title the podcast that, mum's the word. Or, yes, chrysanthemums are mums. See, as someone who loves flowers and grew up around gardens and now has my own garden, uh, moving into year two, I suppose, there are some things that I don't know. I had to look up our fall mums chrysanthemums, because I know sometimes I see chrysanthemums in my cutting bouquets, and I didn't know if they were the same. They look different. They're the same. They are a different variety. So let's talk about mums today. We'll get you kind of in the know and start with a little bitty, I'm talking a tiny little bit of chrysanthemum history. They were cultivated in China uh, as a flowering herb, and this was right around uh, early in the 15th century BC. So we'll move right on to the 8th century AD, where the chrysanthemum now appears in Japan. Some family seals um, show up, and that was prominent in Japan for them to have chrysanthemums on their seals in this time, which I get it. They're beautiful flowers. Now, chrysanthemums weren't introduced into the Western world until about the 17th century. To get the chrysanthemum, they combine the Greek word chrysos, meaning gold, with anthemon, meaning flower. So we have gold flower, gold star in my book, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the petals on the chrysanthemum are actually like florets. It's a small flower, usually part of a dense cluster. That sounds familiar to me, especially uh, one of the discs or ray flowers of a composite plant such as a daisy. So I know we see mums, fall mums everywhere. Um, they actually are known as the undisputed queen of the fall flowers. So I don't expect this to change anytime soon. What should you do with your mums after you enjoy them in the fall? you should plant them. I actually had a woman tell me that um, for a few years, one of her neighbors in her neighborhood was just casually, he's a really friendly guy, uh, would casually ask what they were going to do with their mums or if their mums were kind of out near the dumpster and they were getting thrown away. He would ask, you know, can I have these? And they're dead, you know, they're like all brown and wilted and they're not pretty anymore. And so she remembers on two different occasions, you know, saying, yeah, yeah, take those mums, whatever. I don't know what you're going to do with them, but okay. Um, And then she got a peek of his backyard one fall, and he had been taking these mums from his neighbors and who knows who else, and had been planting them. And here he has this fall wonderland because these mums come back. Now, not in every single climate. You can. uh, They get frozen. Their roots get frozen too much. They won't come back. They're like a tender perennial. So it's very possible that they're going to come back year after year and, and give you free fall foliage, but uh, they may not. And so we'll kind of look into ways to care for your fall mums 
while you're enjoying them on your porch or in your home, and then also uh, ways to care for them so that they'll come back next year and you can have them. That's what I'm going to do this year. I've got two big, beautiful, uh, I'm describing them as sunset mums because there's like an orange, almost a, a pinky in there, and then a lot of yellow, which is, uh, I just just went with that this year. I won't say they're better than any other color. I like them. We have a yellow door in my house, so uh, it looks really nice. A lot of, a lot of great color pop. Uh, which I'm all about. So if you are going to have your mums indoors, which I actually didn't know a lot of people do this, but uh, the Ground Guys at groundguys.com, I was kind of checking a few places uh, for some mum insight. And I like this because maybe you do want to have your mums inside. Maybe you've got a beautiful you know, centerpiece or a nice big dining room table and you've got room for some mums there or you've got your fireplace set up. So if you want to have your mums inside, uh, place them in a nice sunny area. If you can find a window that allows a lot of sun to come in, uh, they want at least four hours of direct sunlight. So we want to see some real sunshine on them. Don't be afraid to move them around, you know. It, it is more important, I think, um, to have your your plants for as long as you can have them healthy and blooming than to have them in a s- certain spot. So find the place that's best for them, and then you can kind of mold your your decor around that. That's most important. Keep the soil more moist. Uh, you don't want to overwater mums. However, the worst thing that can happen is for them to get too dry. So this is not one of those flowers that you can let dry up and come back out and, and give a good watering and... and um, it come back. May not. They don't like it. Don't let them dry up. Um, talking to me. <laughs> talking to me on that one. Uh, deadhead, yes. Uh, deadheading is, um, that's why I called this year my first year garden, because if you're not deadheading, you're not really gardening. You got to get out there. You got to clip them, deadhead them. They'll come back. Um, and then once your mom stop blooming, if you have them indoors, you would want to transfer them outdoors. Moving us to our outdoor mums. Now, I've got mine in the same planter they came in. I don't plan on changing it. I might spray paint the planter with a a cool cement spray that I've got. I haven't decided. But um, you want to give them plenty of space if you're planting. Now, I know some people just get them and they plant them right in their yard. I've seen some that are blooming naturally in people's garden beds. I love to see that because they're green. They're just really a great, healthy green bush all spring and summer, and then they start to turn, really gives you a great indication that falls uh, around the corner. I know some people I've seen online were having issues with theirs turning a little early, made them nervous. Um, Hey, you know what? I say bring it on. Let me see some of that that golden foliage ASAP. So I don't worry about that. Um, give Give moms plenty of space. We're talking 18 inches. That is a lot of space. I probably won't follow this advice to the T because I have a very narrow garden bed and I have, um, I like clutter. I like a lot of garden clutter. That's just my personal preference. So I'll probably uh, let them have as much room as I can and then start sneaking things in around them. Water, not too much. Okay, remember, nobody really likes to be watered too much. Uh, You can result with some fungus issues if you do that. But again, they don't want to be too dry. So you're going to have to actually keep an eye on your mom. Sorry, they're not one of those plants that like set it and forget it, which I love those, but these are worth it, I think. Deadhead, again, indoor, outdoor. Uh, In colder climates, your moms may need some mulching, some leaves, some wood chips, some straw. We want to add some stuff on top of their roots so that they do make it through the cold winter. I know in Virginia, where the Farmer's Almanac is calling for um, 
a lot of snow this winter. That's not just in Virginia. I think that's throughout uh, a lot of places. So um, you know, want to set them up for success. Okay, they're your friends. They're your, your favorite cheery little best buddies that always help you out and come in, uh, come in making your house look beautiful in a pinch. So let's give them some wood chips, some straw. Uh, I've got a big pile of um, the people who put our mulch down when we bought the house this spring. I mean, they just, I don't know what they did. They decided to give me nearly two feet of mulch, just too much. Um, So I had to dig some out and move it into a pile in the side of the house. So I'm just going to use some of that. I'm going to give them some some, uh, lumps and, and help them stay nice and warm. I haven't decided exactly where the best positioning for my personal garden is for these mums. I'm going to let them stay on my porch unplanted until I see them to kind of start to lose their bloom. Then I'm going to plant them, and you want to cut them down real close to the root, okay? So, you know, we're talking an inch or two above, um, you know, not the cutest looking thing in the world, but man, they are going to regenerate and come back next year and look beautiful for you throughout the spring and summer, a nice, pretty, green bush. Really, really nice. Um, I really like to even see them. I see some, um, I'm, I'm all about getting as much bang for my buck and my work as I can. So I really like the idea of designing a garden that has a transition effect. So we're going to do some bulbs, um, which we'll have a podcast in coming up, some tulip bulbs, some allium, some uh, some gar- um, gladiola bulbs. I'm going to get them in there now in the fall and let those come up and they'll let me know that spring is sprung. And I'm, I want to have some transitions going on throughout my garden. Um, and I'm, that's one reason why I'm really excited to have these mums because they're just going to be this great kind of staple of green health throughout most of my spring and summer and then um, or my late spring and summer. And then they're going to give this great show as we move into fall. I'll just go ahead and plug one of my absolute favorites, which is coleus. Uh, it is the end of September, very end. Probably this episode will drop maybe early October. My coleus, my um, my yellow and maroon coleus is still looking great. They're losing some of their purple flowers, still very lush. My dark maroon and purple, phenomenal. I mean, <laughs> There's no sign that they're losing anything. So, um, you know, these are that I think those would pair really nicely. I plan to do that. So, mums, yes, they're chrysanthemums. No, you should not throw them away. You can give them to a neighbor who wants them, or uh, or give me a call because yeah, I would like a, a a big backyard full of beautiful fall foliage too. I think that guy was so smart. And I don't think it was sneaky. If you're throwing away something and I want it, I don't got to tell you why your trash is my treasure. I'm just going to grab it up, plant it, and uh, save myself 20 bucks. So um, thank you so much for being here. We will be connecting with some gardeners uh, very soon, hopefully talking about some of their fall favorites as well as we move into this transition time in our gardens. And again, we will be talking about bulbs Why? Because I don't know that much about them. So we're going to find out and make sure that our year two gardens, or maybe you're going to get a jump and really have a great year one garden, but I missed my spring spring flowers because I didn't have any bulbs planted in the fall. That's when you plant your tulips, so I am told, and what I plan on doing this year. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that your gardens are blooming and at least your imaginations, uh, at the very least, are revving up for what you can do with your first or second year garden. And we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks so much. This is The Gardener's Voice. I'm Kate Martin. (music) 